Hello, hello, everybody. You are listening to Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. The Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. My hope and prayer for everyone listening to this podcast is that you'll receive the tools to boldly declare power and victory over your life in Jesus Christ. Hello, my good people. Welcome to another episode of Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. How are you all? Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you all. How are you guys doing? My holiday was spectacular. My family and I rented a cabin upstate in the Hudson Valley here in New York and There was about a total of 16 of us that spent three days up at the cabin, and it was actually pretty dope. We all got along extremely well as a family. I laid out a three-day itinerary with game night and ugly sweater competition and movie nights and all of these different really cool activities for us to engage in and spend time doing, and so... It turned out really, really well, and we had a really blessed time. I pray that you all are feeling richly blessed as well in the things that matter, the things that bring joy and love and peace and happiness and harmony to your life. So what are we doing now on Throne Room Thoughts? Well, we are gathered here today for another episode of Throne Room Thoughts. And in light of closing out the new year, it is now a couple days after Christmas and a few days before the new year. And we are wrapping up the year by talking about how to rewrite your story, rewrite the story of your life. Of course, normally around this time of the year, We're wrapping up the year. We're coming to the close of 2018. And so naturally, there's a lot of rhetoric around new year, new me, and who you're cutting off and who you're not, and all the changes that everybody's going to be making, the resolutions and all of these different things. So in light of that, I wanted to talk to you guys about rewriting your story because there is no change to be made and there there is no new direction for us to take if we don't first rewrite some things and change some things. So let's talk about what it means to rewrite your story. But first, let's start with the preaching potential quote of the day. So the preaching potential quote that I have today is actually anonymous. I found it online on Google (laughs) and it says, progress is impossible without change and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Progress is impossible without change and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Why does this quote have preaching potential, one might ask. This has preaching potential because if we cannot change the way we think, the way we perceive, the way we see things, then it's impossible to change your mind. So sometimes we think that we can make change from an emotional place, right? You get into a situation, a confrontation, an argument or an issue, and your frustration or your anger may 
lead you to take drastic action or may lead you to um, start to think about things and visualize things in a different way. And so sometimes we make adjustments from an emotional place. Those are not necessarily always positive adjustments. Sometimes they're just reactive um, as opposed to making a well thought out response. So sometimes we do have these kinds of um, reactions to things, right? But the long lasting impactful change that we want to make in our lives typically comes from a place of a well thought out, well adjusted response. You adjust your lens, you adjust your thinking and the way you perceive a thing. So that's what we want to talk about. Because um, as a quote says, if you can't change your mind, then you can't change anything. So no amount of frustration, no amount of being tired of something and not wanting to do something anymore. You know, like these, it, this isn't a battle of the will. Sometimes we feel as though we could will ourselves or we could use willpower to make change. And if only that were the case, long lasting, impactful change is not a battle of your will. It is 100% as a result of changing your thoughts, changing your mind, and then moving that into a place of action afterwards. So, um, so that's why I felt that that had preaching potential. That was really really, um, really deep and really profound. So let's get into it. What are we saying today? We're talking about rewriting our story. A lot of times in life, we become known by our issues. We become known by our traumas and our experiences, write the stories of our lives. So you may have grown up abused, you may have grown up in a tough situation with your parents. Some of us grew up in rough neighborhoods or, or challenging environments where we really had to keep a good head on our shoulders in order to grow out of that and grow past that. So we all come from our own paradigms that shape the way we think, shape, the, shape our outlooks and the way we respond and the way we navigate the world. And those are the things that tend to write our stories. What we need to do in order to cultivate an environment that sustains change and sustains growth and elevation is we need to write our stories. We can't allow the divorce to be what writes our story, the infidelity to be what writes our story, the molestation, the rape, the, the promiscuity. We can't allow those things, the baby out of wedlock and, and, and these kind of different things. We we can't allow those things to write our story. We have to write our stories and redefine some things for ourselves. So how does one even begin to go about redefining things, right? Because who are we except the sum total of what we've been through? That's the way our life goes and that's the way we're, we're socialized to navigate life. This is what you've gone through and, and your experiences make you who you are and all of these different things come together to make you the person that you are. What happens when you don't want to be that person anymore? What do you do when the different experiences that you've had may very well have made you who you are, but you don't want to be that person anymore? And that is okay right? This is, let me just say, disclaimer for anybody listening for the first time, Throne Room Thoughts is the practical podcast, right? This is where we come to discuss how we can draw on the principles and the promises of God in order to create change, how we can apply the promises of God in order to create an environment of power and authority and foster change and growth in our lives. So 
yeah, sometimes you've gone through things and they have made you who you are up until a point. And then you get to another point where you say, I don't want to be that anymore. I want to be something different. I want to be something more. I want to take my life in another direction. What do you do then? So let's walk that out. Let's talk about that. First and foremost, per usual here on Throne Room Thoughts, scripture is the bedrock of it all. What does scripture say about who we are and our identity? If we look at the story of Abraham, when his name was being changed from Abram, when when Abram and Sarai's names were being changed from Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah, this wasn't simply a name change, right? Because in the Hebrew culture, names actually had great significance and they actually meant something. So that whenever you called someone's name, you were declaring who they were. You were declaring their place in life, their character, their makeup. So in our culture and, you know, in, 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 in American culture, we tend to name our kids things that sound good or name our, our kids things that might be popular at the time that we have them. But in the Hebrew culture, a lot more thought goes into the name. You wouldn't name your child something haphazardly. It would it would be a lot of consideration behind it. So now God is deciding that he's going to change Abram's name from Abram to Abraham. What is he changing his name to? He's changing his name to father of the multitude, right? Father of the nations. So every time you say the name Abraham, you are declaring that he is the father to the nations. He's the father to many people, many generations, right? And so when you think about your own life and rewriting your story, the first thing you have to do is be willing to change your identity. Now, that may not mean a legal name change, but it means finding your identity in another place. So you can no longer identify yourself with your experiences, with your traumas, with your history, with your past, what you've been through. Those things are very well accurate and they have their place. But in going forward, what you now want to do is establish a new identity. A name change is a way to identify yourself. So what we want to do in the pursuit of change and growth is establish a new identity. Where are you going to get this new identity? You get this new identity in Christ. What does God say about you? Who does God say you are? And all things begin at the beginning, right? The Bible says Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners. So that means, listen, while we were at our worst, while we were a complete mess, yes, even then Christ died for you and Christ died for me. So when we're going about a name change, we could decide that at any point in our lives. We could decide at any moment in time, listen, from this moment on, I am finding my identity in Christ. I am standing on the promises of God. I am only declaring what God says about me and nothing else, regardless of what I've been through, regardless of how accurate it may or may not be at the given moment. You make a conscious decision to take on a new identity and you find that identity in Christ. God tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means you're not an accident. You weren't unplanned, regardless of what your parents, your natural parents plans were and what their intentions might have been when they created you. God already had a plan and a purpose for you. The Bible says that he knew us and he knitted us in our mother's womb before we were even born. And so that's what God says about you. That's what God says about me. We find our identity in him first and foremost. 
What do we do next? In considering the name change process, we have to renew our minds completely. We have to unlearn some things. We have to relearn some things and be open to what that process looks like. Be be understanding that the way we were raised for a lot of us and the things we were taught are contrary and different than what God says. And that is okay. So when we're learning new things and when we're taking on a new identity, there may be a level of discomfort. There may be an adjustment period. Leave that to God to do the fine tuning. As you relinquish your life to him and as you relinquish your will and your identity to him, he will do the fine tuning. He will prune you like scripture says, right? He will prune you and ensure that you bear good fruit. So he will prune you and refine you and ensure that you are growing and maturing and taking on a new identity. Do you know that when a person takes on the identity of Christ and accepts that Christ is their Lord and Savior and starts to walk in that, that's a visible thing. It's visible to people when you are walking with Christ. It's visible to them when you are not. It's visible when you say you are, but your life says something different. All of these things are visible things. And so you don't have to necessarily worry about what it's going to look like. God will refine you and he will reshape you and, and regenerate you. The logistics part of it doesn't have to come from you. You just relinquish your will. You just relinquish your identity and open your heart. And God will do the rest. So you transform your mind. You take on new thoughts, new way of seeing things, new way of understanding things. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so absent a renewing of your mind, then there is going to be no transformation and there will be no change. And so we don't want to make these emotional reactions and and these kind of things. We want to think things through be transformed by the renewing of our minds and we want to make actual steps and plans and and move with intent. What else can we do in the process of establishing change and establishing growth, rewriting our story? We can declare the promises of God. Only say what God says. And again, because we live in a world that is very visual and a world that is very literal, it does sometimes pose a challenge. You do sometimes feel like, am I bugging by saying this? Is this making any sense? I'm broke, but I'm saying I'm rich. I have no money in the bank. My account's in the negative, but I'm saying I'm living in the overflow. Like this sounds crazy. However, we serve a God who does things very different than we do. He says his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And so again, we don't have to always always make sense of every single step and we don't always have to work out the logistics. We just have to step in obedience. And so when we make declarations and when we affirm what God says about us, we are now creating an environment and shifting the atmosphere in our lives to receive God's promises and to bring ourselves closer into alignment with God. And all of this lends itself to, again, cultivating an environment that will foster change and sustain that change while we rewrite our stories. Because it is a very powerful thing when you take back ownership of your story, right? Because if Tanisha's story, for example, was the story of the sad widow whose husband died of lung cancer right after they got married when when she was in her mid-20s. Is that accurate? Yes, it is. Did that happen? Of course it did. Does that have to be my story? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Because if that were my life story, then how tragic would that be? How sad would that be? Where is the hope? Where is the positive outlook in that? It did happen. And of course, it impacted me and had an effect on me for good and for bad. However, because God makes all things new, glory to God, and because he is able to regenerate us in such a way that even those deep scars are healed, even those deep wounds are healed by him and by his presence and his power then my story doesn't have to end there. Yes, that is a part of my story, but that is not my life story. So we've all been through things and we all will continue to go through things that have the potential to be like, okay, this is what you're known for now. Every time I see you, this is what comes to mind. Every time I hear your name, this is this is the image that that comes up for me. We all have the potential for that. However, it is up to us to decide to live above that and live beyond that. And that requires us to stretch and it requires us to be willing to be powerful. Not everybody's willing to be powerful. A lot of people say they want things. A lot of people say they want change. They want better. They want something new. But they don't necessarily realize that that is a position of power. You are a change agent. I am a change agent. Within that means I have the power for newness. I have the power to make a difference. I have the power to decide. Sometimes people don't even know how to so much as decide, make a decision, see something through, be decisive. Sometimes that's the toughest part about life and the toughest part about approaching a situation. So you got to be willing to own it and say, listen, I know that this is a responsibility and this responsibility comes with power and the power to choose, the power to say, this is not how my story is going to end. I'm rewriting my story. So as we go into a new year, it's not just a new year and a new me by fairy dust and magic. I wish, but no. It is a new year. It is a new day. It is a new minute. It is a new hour. It's a new me because I've made the decision. I have decided that I don't want my story to look like that. I want my story to look like this. And so all your efforts, whether it be spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, all your efforts combined have to be pointing towards this new direction. There could be no room for ambiguity. There could be no room for doubt. All your efforts have to say, this is the direction I'm going in. And by all means, by any means, this is how I'm going to drive this new chapter of my life. So um, just to recap the practical steps that you can take in order to rewrite your story, you first take on a new identity. Where do we find that identity? We find it in Christ. You next be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This means that you have to readjust your lens, change the way you see things, change the way you perceive and understand things and the way you approach things. Reading scripture helps us to do that. The word of God helps us to transform and helps to renew us. It, ha it only happens through spending time with God, through spending time in his word. The next thing we do is we make declarations over our lives, affirm what God says about us, affirm his promises to us. And in those steps and in working those steps regularly, you will undoubtedly start to see the change. People will not always appreciate it. People are not always going to accept it, but you don't need anybody's permission to change and you don't need anybody's consent to grow and to elevate.
You only need God's support and you already have his support because his word says he makes all things new, including us, especially us. And so I hope that that was helpful. I wish everyone a blessed new year. I wish you guys prosperity, health, wealth, love, peace, joy, growth, acceleration, elevation in the new year year. I declare and decree that your bank account is overflowing, that you are a person of integrity, that you are a person of ethical, upright behavior, that you are seeking after the righteousness of God, that you are a person of love, that you are moving with unstoppable momentum, that you are already winning at everything you even think you want to do. In Jesus' mighty name, going into the new year. Moving on to our next segment. What am I listening to now? Um, I actually haven't, I hate saying this, but I actually haven't been listening to that much music in the last couple of weeks simply because I've been really busy getting everything together for 31 Days of Wisdom, the online Bible study taking place brought to you by Throne Room Thoughts and myself, Tanisha. And um, it's taking place throughout the month of January, 31 Days of Wisdom. And we will be studying the book of Proverbs in the area of spiritual growth, character development, finances, and interpersonal relationships. So because of all of the details involved in this, and because this is an undertaking that I've never done before, I have been occupied with that. I was also occupied with the Christmas concert at church and all of that stuff. So I really haven't been listening to as much worship music as I would like to, but I absolutely will resume doing that in the next few days. But if you guys hear anything that I should be listening to or that you find to be awesome, feel free to tag me on Instagram or Facebook, Throne Room Thoughts or Tanisha Tamara underscore. That's where we are with that. We shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. Keep your testimonies coming. Feel free to email me at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com or head over to throneroomthoughts.com and subscribe to the mailing list or fill out the contact form to stay in touch. However you want to do it, we can do it. And with your permission, I will read your testimonies. Testimonies are awesome. They keep us going. They give us hope and what God does for one, he will do for the next because he doesn't have favorites. And that is a very good, comforting feeling. Stay connected at Throne Room Thoughts. Um, it's Throne Room Thoughts on Facebook. It's Throne Room Thoughts on Instagram. www.throneroomthoughts.com. There are some new things coming up for 2019 that I'm pretty excited about. I will not be uploading any new episodes for the month of January. No new podcast episodes for the month of January because of the Bible study. If you want to join the Bible study at any given time, all you have to do is head over to throneroomthoughts.com, fill out the contact form and subscribe to the mailing list. And I will ensure that you receive the study material, the schedule and the soap study guide. It's a free Bible study open to the online community. I am considering whether or not I should do one live video per week at the end of every week just to recap the study and close the week out. So we'll see because I definitely want it to be engaging and I definitely want everybody to be um, tuned in and feel supported throughout the study. So that is 
what is happening here at Throne Room Thoughts. I love you all. And again, I wish you a happy new year. I am committed to growing, learning, and growing deeper in Christ with you guys, drawing on the promises and the principles of God and boldly declaring it over our lives. And not just declaring it, but walking it out, applying it and living it out to see the victory that God promises us. Until next time, love you all. And again, happy new year. Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com.